Welcome to Paddle Powwow, your inside look into the world of paddle in Australia and around the world. Welcome to Paddle Powwow from Bali on location at the beautiful Changu, right near Jungle Paddle. Really enjoying life. Maddie B and I are sitting in a beautiful villa not far from the courts, really just soaking in the Bali atmosphere. Maddie, hi, how are you going? Good, Maddie. We do have a privileged life here, don't we, buddy? Paddle life, some call it, where you can integrate in the uh, lovely food, lifestyle, plunge pools, and Bali relaxation schedule with a bit of paddle. Nothing beats it, really. Gin, bintang, <laughs> a few other things like that, all part of it. We are over here, though, for a serious training camp, doing two sessions a day, starting to do a little bit of preparation for the seniors tour. Look, it's fair to say there's been a bit of fun along the way as well, but there has been a lot of paddle and the Bali conditions have tested us. We've had probably 20 people in total have come over here for ladies. 16 men it's been an informal trip we're called the crazy koalas it's not the official crocs trip by any means but it is a good selection of good people who happen to want to be in bali for a bit of fun at the same time and we've asked coach alex who runs the coaching at the jungle paddle and actually runs the indonesian team to give them a bit of a practice match and they're they're organizing their federation at the moment just organized that in terms of officially being part of FIP now the uh, Indonesian Federation will be present with a flag giving ceremony and a few other fun things a bit of media will be out there that'll kick off a tournament which will be the rest of world team which is um all the Spanish Swedish Italian coaches and good players roaming around Bali, which Maddie will let you know, there are a lot of them at a very high level floating around here. It seems to be the hotspot worldwide as a coach or a good player to um, pretend you're working, play a bit of paddle and have a good time. They've got a team of 20 as well, basically, men's and women's. And uh, the Indonesian team will be um, in the tournament too. So it's Australia. It's called the Rebel Team, Crazy Koalas, going against the Indonesian team and the rest of the world team. So it's going to be a cracking event tomorrow and a lot of fun and training in the meantime with trips around to the other paddle clubs island paddle it's probably eight clubs right now floating around bali but i reckon maddie um you know in the next six months there might be 22 23 clubs we projected 10 clubs previously on paddle powwow but it's absolutely rocketing here with paddle and just seems to fit well with the, the lifestyle the wellness aspects, the ice baths, the saunas, the beaches. It just lends itself to paddle here, doesn't it? 100%. It's been such an eye-opener being over here and seeing how they do paddle. Uh, as you say, a little different to Australia, much more social, a lot more tourists um, on holidays, and the courts just always seem to be full. Let's just go back to us for a minute, if we can, you know, our favourite subject. We've, as you say, we've got 20 highly tuned athletes, males and females over here training since Monday. And as with all highly tuned things, they do break down. So we may have ran our training camp a little longer than we needed to. We've had some bouts of barley belly. We've had some full body cramps on the side of the road. <laughs> we've had an attempted mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. I don't, there, there's been, I don't know what you're talking about. There's been a bit of 
that breakdown of the highly tuned athletes. Are we going to get a full team tomorrow? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just to give some context, I did have a uh, a full body spasm, let's call it that, um, myself. So it wasn't perfect. I, I took an ice bath after fully cramping across the entire body, which I thought would fix it. But being a highly tuned athlete, I didn't realize that would expedite the process towards a hospital. But I had a pencil dive out of the ice bath into the pool and um, they thought I was having a heart attack. So they... I got a bit of free mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, <laughs> got a barley kiss with a lovely young gentleman for fun, wound up in 45 minutes of agony, screaming like that was, yeah, like the world was ending. I'm here to tell a story, which is the most important thing. On today's show, we've got obviously the rundown of Bali. We're also going to have a chat to Tony from KDV, Tony Pye from KDV Sports uh, on the Gold Coast to help us discuss how to improve Australian players um, from an overseas coach's perspective. Tony made the switch from Spain to Australia and is now, uh, well, he's actually on location in Bali playing as a rest of the world player, but he's now helping the Australian players to become better paddle players in general. Yeah, I'd love to give him, Tony, an Australian passport if we could, if we're, if, uh, any politicians are listening, he'd be great on our side of the fence. And also, as, as Maddie said, just the differences between the coaching style and playing style in Australia versus overseas. Super interesting and lighting to see what Tony has got to say. 100% looking forward to it. All right, let's straighten things up a bit. It's been, yeah, it's been a bit Bali time. So let's 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 get into uh, the show itself. We did run the Melbourne Classic, uh, which, is, which is my home tournament uh, down in Docklands a couple of weeks ago. We got 200 entries down there, game for paddle. It was a great tournament. We did some introduction to a couple of different new uh, formats. We had a C grade for the first time ever, which we were pretty happy with. And we also um, ran a mixed round robin and a couple of um, events in the mix, trying to widen out that scope of players, not just the high end. From, I guess, an operator's perspective, we were really happy with the turnout. Maddie, thoughts on the tournament? And I know that you've got to give some results. Who won? It was an incredible vibe out there. You guys did a great job, I have to say. You had all sorts of sponsors out there. You had food trucks, coffees, the Melbourne backdrop which was incredible. So many different versions of tournaments. So everyone had a bit of a crack at it. And as you said, the participation level or Bs and Cs, let's call it, really is the heart of any club. So we can get a little bit focused sometimes getting caught up in the uh, winners of the open event, but every single paddle club, and the reason paddle's been so successful overseas and in Australia in terms of stickiness and people wanting to play there is because the middle market is taken care of so well. It's a very social game. You had a large social area in the middle there with lots of lounges around. Um, I mean, it was a fantastic event. You guys did a great job. Thank you. Special mention to our National Operations Manager, Rob Daly. I was there a fair bit. I reckon Rob probably did double the amount of hours behind the scenes. For anyone who's run a tournament, they know how hard they are. So, yeah, we're happy to get through and, and have a year's break between now and the next one. Give us the rundown. Who won? Who was the runners-up? Who did well? Any special mentions? For sure. Yeah, Rob Rainman, as I call him. Absolutely highly intelligent guy and runs an app you know, really tight tournament, um, plus being one of the nicest blokes, I think, and, I think around. And, and can hit a paddle ball. Yeah, and a decent partner to me and yeah. covers for me everywhere on the paddle court. We hate him. As, quarter, as quarterfinal does, specialist. Does everything well. Yeah, he does everything well, yeah. Um, 
Let's go through the results now, Maddie, quickly. Uh, women's Open doubles. Pascal Fano and Patricia Garcia took out Lexi Daly and Sarah Morante. Lexi and Sarah, on the back of that tournament, become number one jointly in Australia when the new rankings come out in about a week's time. So again, well done, Alexi and Sarah. Playing, though, some absolute veterans of Padel overseas, which is um, Pascal and Patricia. Pascal from Chile, Patricia from Madrid and Spain. They've been playing a long time. Pascal's played for Chile in the World Cup. And she's an unbelievably good player. And Patricia also, obviously, I think she played rounds of the World Paddle Tour. So she's at a very, very high level. They got the local girls, the tennis playing converts, who are the best players in Australia as Aussies. And they lead lead the campaign for us going into the next World Cup campaign, an Asian Cup campaign early next year. That was a fantastic result. Yeah, I actually had a chat to Lex afterwards about the match and how it went. And, and she wasn't that unhappy with how they played and that's kind of played to their game plan. And they, they she just said, we just got outplayed. And it was kind of good bit of, I guess, feedback for them. And, and no doubt they will go back to the drawing board and think, okay, what do we need to do differently? Just having that diverse mix of player and playing differently now you know makes us better as you know a nation and as paddle players so yeah no doubt the girls will come back stronger yeah as manager of the aussie cox teams i love seeing that i love seeing the best overseas players coming out to australia and again it's a bit of a lesson on the way through but as you said maddie it makes them much better players and um equips them for the uh future world events for the aussie cox men's open doubles pedro esquero and ignacio who's his cousin actually Yabanez took out Dom Bouchard and Ross Taylor. Dom and Ross took the first set six love. We thought that was that. And that's a surpri- <laughs> that was a surprising result because Pedro and Ignacio before the tournament, we thought, wow, they're going to be hard to beat. And then they, they came are. out, the boys came out and went whack. Six they came, love. They came out flying. And then it was 6-4, six, 6-4. Four, six, four, so a super tight victory to the Spanish duo. That actually puts Dom and Ross Taylor, Palo Gold Coast fame, uh, into the number one and two spots in Australia now when the new rankings come out after this event in about a week's time for October. So, yeah, Dominic Bouchard will be very, very happy to, to know that. Roscoe Taylor has not stopped telling me about it since. Number two spot in Australia. Looking north, Roscoe, I think. There's no lack of confidence in in, in either of those boys, which, which we love. Again, I suppose it's worth... It's almost the same story with Lex and Sarah, right? As we've got Pedro and Ignacio. By the way, Ignacio was in the country for a week and he's won his first Oz Paddle event. Um, have come in, new new blood, different style of play and make, I guess, some of us Aussie guys to say, what do we need to do differently in order to compete on that level? The key difference, Maddie, across the board uh, when it comes to Australians playing against overseas accomplished Spanish or international players is their defense. Mm. It's a different level. Um, they're very comfortable sitting in the corner. They can take any form of a smash. In fact, when you talk to some of the world paddle tour or premier paddle pros, there's no ball you can hit unless it goes out of court. And I've got that covered as well, but there's zero balls you can hit that you can get them on defensive that, that, that they can't defend every single ball that you hit they've got an answer for full stop. And so that's the goal defending. There's no such thing as a smash that comes forward too fast for you. There's no such thing as getting too close in the corner. There's no such thing as a great serve. No such thing as kicking out a cage. They're out of cage anyway, reading that, putting it back in. So 
that's the major difference, um, as we probably saw in those matches again. The defense is just super high quality from anyone coming anywhere near from Spain. Yeah, that's actually an interesting attitude because as tennis players, as many of us are from Australia, it's probably more about the offense. What weapons do you have? How big is your serve? You know, how big is your forehand? And and you win points with that. But in paddle, it's, as you say, how good your defense. It and, is. And you just take their best punch over and over until you miss. That's it. I mean, I remember chatting to Nito Brea, who's probably known as the best coach or second best coach in the world now. And he said the first law or rule of paddle is not missing. The second is not missing. The third is not missing. So in this sport, your first thing is to neutralize the shot and hit the ball back, normally a lob. You've got no right to go for a winner to kill a ball unless you're 110% sure in your head it's an absolute winner. Mm. So you don't pull the trigger on a on a kill shot until you are 100% sure it is going to be a kill shot. Otherwise you get counter punched and, and defense turns an offense so quickly in the sport with the back wall. So any smash turns into an easy kill for the opposition if you don't put it away completely. So it's a, it's a, it's a good learning. We're halfway up, I guess the scale in Australia now against Spain at the top, slowly climbing as koalas do. And we'll get, we'll get to the top eventually. We'll, we'll get there. So I've been breaking all three laws of paddle. <laughs> now I know. Okay. One more result. You've got uh, the mixed for us. The mixed, mixed doubles. So what we're doing now on the Aussie paddle tour, we do a Friday night, which you guys did brilliantly. We get DJ, you got DJs going there. We've got drinks going. Um, it's a super fun night. We run mixed doubles in the background. So it's a social event for all the players, a players party, basically. We kick the night off. We play mixed doubles in the background. So it doesn't count for Aussie paddle points, um, but it, it is it is an important bragging right. Sonia Balak and Blake Brookman. Blake's rising fast also in the ranks in the open men's category. Um, he's a player out of Sydney. So those guys won the mixed open event against Irene Sanchez and Mikel Blanco, who are veterans of winning that event normally. I think they've won more mixed doubles events than, I don't know, you've had hot lunches, I'd imagine. They've won thousands. Of, those guys win everything normally. Specialists. So specialists at mixed doubles, yeah. Um, and absolutely nice people too. So, um, But Sonia and Blake this time got them. So that's a, um, that's a good result for Sonia and Blake. Yeah, we um, tried something different with our mixed event. We decided to run a round robin, which um, equaled maybe four matches, proper matches for people on the Friday night, which we thought more paddle, the better. But Irene, I think, may have even been physically struggling on that first night. I think she got a little injury and, you know, the tournament hadn't even started. So that might have been a contributing factor. It was a lot of, lot of paddle over the weekend. That's right. A quick shout out to what's coming up, I'd imagine, as well in terms of events. Once we run through the results for Melbourne, we've got a seniors event running in two weekends time. I think it is in three weekends time in Albury. Erin uh, Pirtle and Mark have got a great club there. Uh, Soul Paddle, they're running a seniors event. So that's 35 plus for men's, 45 plus for men's and 35 plus for women's. So they're also going to run a couple of other tournaments, um, fun tournaments, social tournaments um, for the community out there. And that's the first regional tournament um, or regional club and tournament we've ever had. So that would be a, a really good landmark for the sport. The Padel, they love their paddle out there too. They're, they're, they're playing out there nonstop themselves. They're really going to a big community in the area. I really look forward to being out there and, uh, you know, claiming a couple of victories out there. You're, the you're heading up there. My doubles partner, Nige, can't go. It's right near his birthday, so we're not going. Um, it will be 
good event. Maybe um, at the time of year out at Albury, it could be pretty warm as well. So anyone from the koalas who spent some time in Bali will be well prepared, I would suggest. Well prepared. Registrations for that event are on Oz Paddle, All Soul Paddle on Instagram or Facebook. You can click through there, jump into the event. The last event on the Aussie Paddle Tour will be in Perth in November, early November. So um, registrations have opened to that now. People have to book a plane out there. So we've got a one-week opening window for that event. So anyone who wants to play out there, it's limited entries. We're playing there at the Paddle West Club, which is a fantastic club there in Perth. It's always an amazing event out there and always getting out to Perth is fantastic. We normally take a few days off and nip around the Margaret River and check out the scenery out there. But it's going to be a great event. It's going to be limited to, I think it's 24 male teams of 48 players, 16 for the women's event, male and female. That's going to kick off early November. So that's that's the last leg of the Aussie Paddle Tour there. Again, those entries are open now. So we've got two concurrent entries open both on Oz Paddle um, Instagram, if you have a look at that, um, for both those events. So the seniors event in Albury um, and the um, Aussie Paddle Tour open event, so all age groups, um, the last leg of Aussie Paddle Tour, um, early November. So click through there and uh, get involved. Beautiful. As we spoke about, we're going to have Tony Pye on the show shortly, um, probably tying this back in a little bit to what we're talking about with these Melbourne results. We've got these Spanish players, Argentinian players starting to filter into our system and, and probably raising the level a little bit, maybe taking us away from that tennis base we had into more of pure paddle base. And we're going to talk about how to improve us as an Australian paddle playing nation. It'll be really interesting to hear Tony's insights onto that. But what do we need to do as Australians to make that convert to paddle from tennis? Well, I was going to actually put this back on you, Maddie, after your experience here in Bali, but it really is as a tennis player going to paddle, you've got to really go one step back to go two steps forward. And it really boils back to tennis players will defend every single ball coming at them like their life depends on it. And if the ball goes past in tennis, you're dead. And the opposite is true of Padel. So if the ball goes past you, it will come forward back to you and give you a chance to counterattack or come forward with that. So, so many times, very good tennis players convert to Padel and they have fantastic cracking volleys, huge smashes. The second serve is a is equivalent to a, a paddle smash. So it's right on the kick smash out, which is amazing. That side is perfect. Half volleys are better than ever. The problem is the half volley gets you killed over time in this sport. And you really got to drop the half volleys and learn to turn like a ballerina, basically, in the corner and come back out of the corner, hit the ball, come in the other direction. Sorry, come in the direction that the ball's going. So in tennis, the ball's coming at you. In this sport off the back wall, you're going to go with the ball going forward. So it's a different shot. And it's something that unless you're a squash player potentially or racquetball or some other sports like that, you wouldn't have had to play the ball off a back wall before. So it's a huge change for our tennis players. And you'll sort of keep on with that half volley thing until you realize that to go to the next level, you have to drop that completely. And your partner's been training in Byron Bay nonstop, I'd, I'd say for six months straight now on never hitting a half volley and allowing himself to move forward and race forward. So if someone hits a smash at you, you've got to literally jump the smash almost at your feet, then run forward and collect it off the back wall, and then you get a free shot back at them. So it's a huge change. And Matty, even your own journey as a tennis player, 
um, and tennis coach and having a son who's a super talented tennis player converting to paddle as well, you've had to, I think, learn to just forget about the half volley and literally go back to basics and re- reshape yourself. I go one step further for the listeners. I've experienced an ego death in Bali. Uh, <laughs> Without I've, plant medicine. No, and uh, it, it hasn't been a lot of fun. I've I've got to the realisation that cheating the system and pretending that tennis skills will work on a paddle court just, you know, no longer serve me. And so I've um, I've accepted the fact my tennis instincts are only going to take me so far. Unfortunately, now that I know that, I don't yet have paddle instincts, so I'm just floating in the universe at the moment. <laughs> You're between a rock and a hard place. With my paddle game. But <laughs> I've been assured that it's a temporary state of uh, insanity, and I'm just happy to be going through it over here rather than in back in Melbourne. That's great. No one can see you. Right? No one judges you here in Bali. It's <laughs> no, fine, Maddie. Exactly right. Yep. It's, uh, You've yeah. always got a friend here. Fine. Uh, I'm, I'm on a journey. We took the Aussies overseas, and we were absolutely like Cool Runnings, the movie, where the Jamaican bobsled team basically of paddle when we went over there last time. Yep. We still are, basically but we're a step above that but not much further and we got coached by that Nito Brea coach again who's an amazing gentleman and an incredible coach and he said look at Aussies just just for this tournament stick to your instincts stick to what you know hit high lobs charge the net and take the ball out of the air and just volley your volley your heart out and smash as hard as you can and forget about defending anything competition comes in and tournament play so anyway watch this space we'll next month we'll, we'll discuss that Okay, as we discussed earlier, we have a special guest on the show today. We have Tony Pye with us on location in Bali. He is the head coach at uh, Gold Coast Paddle, and we're very happy to have him with us for many reasons. He's a lot of fun. He's a good guy, but he's also an awesome paddle player and coach. Welcome to the show, Tony. Thank Matt. Thank Matt. Thank you for having me here. Thank you for being with us in Bali. We've had a great time so far and you've made plenty of friends being uh, with us in such a short time. I suppose today having you on the show, it's a great opportunity to pick your brain about lots of different things that um, we spoke about earlier. But I suppose maybe to start with, let's talk about the different levels between Paddle in Australia and Paddle in Spain. What have you noticed? Well, basically the first thing is that we have thousands of more players so that makes all the levels split more so we have more levels um also the the high level of the top people it's really 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 tops people that they are training every day fitness uh with psychologists nutritionists so it's like a proper uh, professional uh, people with professional coaches also and yeah, well, that will be the main difference in with the with the levels. Maybe with the lower level, quite uh, similar. But I have to say that uh, here in Australia, the lower level always uh, all the people have racket skills, so it's like easy to uh, start in this sport when you are a beginner. Would that be because Tony in Australia we've got a big tennis tradition, or it's because it's an outdoor country or we love, just love our sport? I think it's a big, big uh, tennis tradition here or racket tradition. That's why like, all the people have minimum of racket uh, skills. Right, and we've got natural athleticism. I think Australians generally as well. <laughs> Would that be a fair comment? Oh, what's that? Sorry. I was going to ask you also, Tony. How did your paddle journey start? I know you're born with a paddle racket when you're about naught years old, but eventually you are 
you grew up and you played some other sports or was paddle your first love? Well, I just started as mostly of the people here in tennis when I was really, really uh, young, like five years old. I started playing tennis, have like competition in, in my blood, not as a super good player, but I really like it. I have like my competitions and when I went to a decent level, then is when I start stopping. I take my time to with another sports like soccer, basketball. And then one day, just my mom invited me to a paddle match. And what's this? What's this? Oh, this is very fun. Volleys going fast everywhere, running everywhere. And well, that day, just I discovered that it was my sport. And how old were you, do you think? That, that How old roughly were you? Uh, I was 18. 18. 18. Ah, okay. Yeah. Now there's, I'm 29. There's hope for us yet, Matty. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're in the same boat doing that transition from tennis to think- paddle. I didn't realize you were so old when you made the made the transition. That's yeah, that's has given me hope. <laughs> well, yeah, I have to say that paddle has that special thing that everyone can play. Doesn't matter the age, doesn't matter the whatever. You just need motivation, good people in in your environment, and a lot of hours. I have to say, yeah, hours on court. Hours <laughs> on court. Can't beat that. Yeah. Um, so we spoke earlier in the show about our challenge as Australians getting access to good coaches such as yourself what was your journey and how did you arrive at the gold coast you know like obviously we all know you now but there's always a story behind how did you get here how did you and ross sort of spark up that negotiation and end up being the head coach at at gold coast well i was like for 10 or 11 years in barcelona as a coach i really like it but you know when you're young and you want to see the world you see let's change a little bit and well i have to say that don't want to sound arrogant, but when I when I decide to go out of Spain, there's like opportunities everywhere. I like remember like Italy, Sweden, Bali, I don't know, like Saudi Arabia. And well, I, I used to have like a super offer in the in Dubai, like very, very like they, they are going very strong for this sport. And I was already going to sign for, for Dubai. And yes, I saw in Instagram um, a coach hire. Uh, from Pablo Gold Coast, and I have to say, my girlfriend uh, just tell me, Australia? Let's see Australia. It's Australia. <laughs> and well, just I have a meeting with with Roscoe, and I have to say that it was a really good synergy between us. Like yeah. we start talking, talking the same language. He really loves the sport and has like really ambitious program on the Gold Coast, on, yeah, at sorry, on the club at KDB, at the Gold Coast. I think like it was straight to there and happy now. Very yeah, happy. definitely you guys have a connection. People, the listeners who haven't seen Ross and Tony play, it's like they've played together for years. They're, they're great to watch. I feel like, yeah, it's been a great move for you and certainly been embraced by the Aussie paddle community, hence sitting here with us today in Bali. So good move overall, do you think? I'm very, very happy. And just not only in the Gold Coast, just now in Bali with spending people from literally the other side of the world. It's really enjoyable. I'm very happy just to meet more people. And Smarty, I know you, but now I meet you more. You heard about this paddle power two Maddies and yeah which Maddie was which yeah exactly so we'll get the autographs going later (laughs) that's fine (laughs) and Ross Taylor does have a good chat on him that's for sure I want to throw that in early Roscoe Taylor has some great chat and good recruitment um, skills he's built a really good team a really good business there at uh, at Palo Gold Coast and I have to say the vibe at that club would be probably the top club around in terms of vibes I'm saying this in front of Maddie from Maddie, Maddie, Maddie 
from uh, Game for Paddle Docklands there as well. But um, absolute great vibe, and Tony fits into that vibe perfectly. So it's good. Before we let Tony go, one last question: What? is the future for us Australians to move our level up? Like, how do we get the next generation of players started into paddle? Because at the moment, it's mostly, as you say, tennis players who maybe are over 18. You know, what's happening in Spain right now for the juniors and and what can you see that we can put into place to get that pathway going for Australia? I think the first thing that we need, and I think you're going to like be in the same position as me. First, we need more courts, more clubs, Mm. and then like paddle will be more visual for everyone yeah, for more point. people for me his sons and then like we'll start building that big community that is in spain like in spain you talk with anyone and anyone knows paddle or have played paddle before or his cousin is a very good player or we have like have to create that big community starting for for having more courts for more clubs for sure and a, a, probably a good example of the future of Australian Padel would be Mr. Hamilton, Tommy. Oh, um, yes. Glenn's son over there who comes from tennis. Very good listener. Very good discipline. Lovely young guy over here for this trip with us now. He's a good example of a, a junior Aussie you can help. Next generation. Convert across next generation. Give me a quick snapshot. To, you've been working with Tommy for couple of months now would you say yeah well it's one of the first persons that he came to me and he said me like hey tony what i should do to play properly this sport and for you know as a coach it's like what you want to hear just tell me let's start training twice per week let's organize and like matches we should play like minimum four times per week if you want to play really really good and he's doing now i think now we are watching tommy playing in here in bali and good level has increased his level it's what we need He's a great guy. He's a great listener. His discipline in the court is really, really at the top. He is, yeah. yeah nice also, speech. I wanted to uh, give a shout out also to Roscoe Taylor at KDV. They're doing it at Paddle Gold Coast at KDV. You guys are opening up two more courts now, which Roscoe said we could announce out today, which is great. And that shows the demand going the right direction. And that's happening across the board now with the extra courts in Sydney going in. Some Brisbane clubs coming on the horizon right now. And two more courts at Paddle Gold Coast, which will be make that a six-court club, which is uh, towards a mega club mentality. And that's going to be a bigger and better club for you guys to administer there together. For sure. Like we are very, very happy to to announce that we are going to have two more courts, what means more activities. We announced it yet, like we are going to create our Paddle Gold Coast League with the amount of players that they already ask for starting there. And but well, it's just the beginning, building a new academy, starting with the kids academy that we are going to focus on that, that it's like the base around that you can start building like everything so yeah very happy to to have that the very clever part of roscoe and yourself building the vibe there um paddle gold coast was having that purpose-built clubhouse container put in there where you'll find roscoe and maybe tony after hours sinking a few beers there um, on the way through so that helps contribute to the vibe they've got a purpose-built clubhouse and a really great vibe there to spend some time so with the extra courts that's extra beer sales as well i'm sure sure. gets the uh club going any further but tony thank you so much for taking the time to have a chat today and thanks very much thanks tony see you later okay fantastic chat with tony that's uh, all we've got time for today thanks for listening in and looking forward to seeing you all next month bye for now the first serve is your home of tennis at thefirstserve.com.au. Log on to find out all the details of our live radio show, other podcasts, read weekly features by our team of writers, and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.